welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Jerry! At our hey. separate locations. That's right. And still uh, soon soon to change, but uh, we're, we're still uh, Zooming. Hey, we've got, by the way, Casey Campbell's with us. Let's hear it for Casey. Hey, 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 periodically, he uh, he's part of our team, and periodically he joins us as our musical guest, which we love. Uh, he's our musical coordinator. Jerry, in a few minutes, will be doing his thought of the week. We always look forward to those. And wanted to, uh, I'm always in my role thinking, you know, what do listeners want to hear? And I sort of ponder that and I've come up with an idea that I think is going to be pretty good. And what I'd like to do, I'm glad Casey's part of it because I'd love to have him join in on this. So that means we have, I'm looking at a screen that has four other people, so or three other people, Jerry, Megan, and now Casey. What I'd like to do is go around the horn, so to speak, digitally speaking, and have one at a time each person say what their favorite color is and why. This is like the what, what do you got going this, on with you, Casey? What's been up? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Well, your this executive is, producer there, Jerry, spent all I week. Mean, <laughs> Senior executive there, producer. Is there a this is the punchline to this? Or is this, I mean, I took a shower to get ready for this <laughs> podcast. Well, I think and if with, you did to, it. With and, to pick our favorite color? Well, but not just pick your favorite color and tell your favorite color, but the key to the topic and to the discussion and what will make it interesting for the listener is to tell why. So it's not just what's your favorite color, but what's your favorite color and why. And for a, a thing to work, uh, people have to have buy-in. You've got to kind do of. We, do we pay you as executive producer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I you know tell you what. what? Gene, if you just give me a call after the show, (laughs) (laughs) just, you know, know, Gene, just give me a call. I feel like someone's trying to steal my internet passwords right now. That's what I feel like. (laughs) I feel like someone's trying to. I feel like somebody's trying to what gather all. Yeah, I feel like somebody's trying to gather all my wondering. personal information. What's going on? In my mind, I saw this going better than it obviously is. Uh, yeah. And I and to be honest, my heart is racing about you know 180 beats a second right now because I feel like this is failing. And here I am. I'm looking around the room, and because uh, I'm responsible for. Some time. All right, I'm grabbing something off the floor. Uh, wait a second, Megan. You probably know this. You once. I live in a condo community. This is the orientation the manual yep. from my condo. So uh, I just opened up to indoor air quality. This is fascinating. I'm just. Can we go this. back to your favorite color? <laughs> It says here, the following information is provided as I show you aware of the air quality index in your home. And here, look at these bullet points. I can hold it up for the camera for Facebook Live if you want. But it has here, operate both fans while washing or showering. 
and and by the way, in my condo, the the fan is in the separate little bathroom room. So you have to keep that door wide open. Uh, operate the kitchen Gene, exhaust fans. You know what? Don't bother calling me. It's it won't be necessary. <laughs> It, it just, it won't be necessary. I've, I've you know, already, Jerry, if you're I've looking already, for a new executive producer. I know where I want to go, and, and right? you're not required to be at the meeting. You're not you know what I, We're good. You know what I'm feeling like right now? I feel like roadkill, and I'm looking up, and I'm seeing Megan Hills and Casey Campbell circling, and they're both looking down at the carcass of the senior executive producer. They go, oh, I can do that job. I can do yeah. better than what's your damn favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I... Do Either you remember? <laughs> do you remember where, when you got this idea? Because we can uh, help you, Gene. I, hey, look, and, you know, I'm starting to feel bad that we're making fun of you. All right, here's it's, the deal. Uh, some people think that creativity, some people think that creative people are creative people. So if they live a lifetime, they're creative when they're 80, 70, 40, 20, creative in high school. Yours and just I don't, came now at 77. No, I, I had creativity. But you lost that, it. But that theory is wrong. The theory is wrong. It's finite. And mine was done, who the hell knows, maybe years ago. So I feel I'm under great pressure to come up with a bit. As you, you know, a bit, I'm doing air quotes, to come up with a bit to open the show and uh, coming up with, see, I thought you guys might say something like magenta or Mikado, and then we peel the onion like you do in talk radio, or, or maize. Oh, that's interesting. Well, maybe you're a big blue fan, the, the blue and the maize, and be, then you I'll get into back, it. Gene. I just got to get something to drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gene. Gene, I, I will. I will have to say yes, that I, um, I, I kind of hear. I think maybe where you're coming from, and that. I'm putting out. I'm putting out the old uh, the olive branch there. I think uh, sometimes people do think that creative people are always creative, and I think that is a, definitely a misnomer of, of uh, you know someone who creates is always in that space or someone, you know, so I, I think, I think I hear you. Not Casey. quite sure how we got to favorite color, but Ma I think, Megan, I, I think he's I making good points. He's making, he's not making the decision on who the next senior executive producer is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. As, as the new senior executive producer, I think, <laughs> you know, it's my job to, to try to tie these things in and make them work. You know, I mean, yeah. the show is live. Mm -hmm. We can't go back now. Well, I'm going to work we could on... block that screen out. Real quick. <laughs> why, not just... <laughs> why not just start the show by saying listeners, please don't listen. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. How is it that you don't, two have? Oh my God, Jerry! Like, how is it that you do this for a living? This is right. <laughs> this is. Oh, thank God, I got another job. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Yes, Gene. What have you thought about this week? Yeah, share with us. Yeah, same as it. Yeah, good transition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving right along. What caught okay. your interest? Well, in actually, the real world, what caught my interest was actually something that happened yesterday and today. In other words, I hadn't planned on talking about what I'm about to talk about, but it just it just hit the news. And uh, 
And, and it's this. Uh, I admit it's getting harder and harder these days to find anything good to say about politicians or media types I politically disagree with. Our worldview is often so different on issues of race, poverty, justice, the very meaning of America, that it just overwhelms anything else I might think about that person. And I don't think I'm alone in having these feelings. I mean, how often in political televised debates, when the moderator asks the candidate to say something nice about his or her opponent, the only thing we're able to get out of the person is, well, he's really good with his family and kids. That's about the only thing we can always say and not be considered a traitor by your own party. But I'm going to go even further in my assessment of Congresswoman Liz Cheney, number three in the leadership of the Congressional Republican Caucus. True, there are barely a handful of issues we might agree on. But if another edition of John Kennedy's Profiles in Courage was to be written, she has earned her place on the cover. Liz Cheney has more than courage. She has character and is obviously highly principled. She very likely will lose her leadership position, not to mention her congressional seat, by being primaried, very possibly an end, if not a major blow to her political career, for simply having the temerity to respond to Trump's tweet assaulting our democracy. He said two days ago, and I quote, the fraudulent presidential election of 2020 will be from this day forth known as the big lie. This whining, disgraced former president who got rejected by the American people and wiped out by Biden continues to deny his embarrassing loss by undermining our democracy, by telling the American people, your vote doesn't matter. I'm the boss. I'm the president. I'm the king. To this outrageous Trump behavior, Cheney was willing to sacrifice her entire political career by standing up to her own party and the man who hijacked it, telling her conference yesterday that Trump's behavior was a poison in the bloodstream of our democracy. And I'm quoting her here. We can't whitewash what happened here on January 6th or perpetuate Trump's big lie. It's a threat to democracy. What he did on January 6th is a line that cannot be crossed. Again, this from the third highest official in the Republican Congressional Caucus. Recognizing this price that she's likely to pay now for standing up and telling the truth, her courage and character cannot be questioned. And that's what understandably has and will continue to grab the headlines. But there's something else she said, perhaps in passing, that is also worthy of note. She said, anyone who believes the 2020 election was rigged or stolen and voted against certification of the results, that person should be disqualified from running for president ever again, period. Wow. So long, Trump and all your knee-bending, head-bowing acolytes. But if you think about it, she makes perfect sense. If a person running for president isn't even willing to accept the results of 2020, when despite 60 court challenges, there was no evidence, repeat, no evidence of widespread fraud, 
and the election was a virtual landslide, if he or she can't even accept that, then how can the American people believe that this candidate will accept the results of 2024 if he or she loses? In other words, what's the point of the election? Democracy will be seen as a sham. Trump will have delivered his final gift to Putin and any group or country that's anti-American. My suggestion is this. We should get as many state legislatures as possible, even if we only wind up with a few, to pass legislation that no candidate will be placed on the ballot of that state unless he or she signs a legal document that they will accept the results of the election barring a high court finding that there was enough widespread fraud to have altered the results. This way, the American people will know that if they're being asked to vote, their votes will count. And whoever seeks to lead the world's greatest democracy will at least believe in the world's greatest democracy. Come to think of it, this may be the best thing Dick Cheney ever did. He and his wife, Lynn, raised a child instilled with great character. Excellent, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks. Thank you. Very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce again, like Gene said, and we've heard him a little bit, Casey Campbell's with us tonight. Hey, Casey. Hey, Casey. Glad to be back. What's going on, man? Oh. What's been going on in your world? Oh, just getting ready to get back on the road uh, this coming weekend. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, this coming weekend, May 8th and 9th. uh, Well, at the time of taping, at least. um, We have our first shows um, back in public spaces so we'll be at the borough in lexington kentucky uh for uh, two nights oh, of, uh, outdoor socially nice. distanced shows and uh very excited it looks like saturday is sold out and sunday's on its way for mother's day so uh yeah looks like it's gonna be a good time so i'm just getting ready for that cleaning up all my gear and uh you know just how pumped are ah, you you know it's it's a strange oh, feeling right. it's a strange feeling yeah. it really is um i'm excited I'm, I'm very very excited i'm i can't say i'm hesitant because it's not really a hesitancy it's just uh i guess just a nervous energy that's kind of you know i'm permeating now sure um hoping that everyone that is going to be a part of the crowd and the scene is going to be respectful. And we've tried to communicate that with fans and we know the venue has been very, very good and diligent on uh, their part in keeping people safe and distant and enforcing those rules. And so we feel comfortable with the venue there in Lexington, uh, which is one reason we really are excited to be there again. So. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll you have to tell us about that when when you get back. But tonight for us, you have um, your first song or our song for this show is Gone. That's right. Correct? Yeah. Uh, so this is actually a uh, it's two part video. We're going to split it up between a couple episodes here. But um, this uh, song was actually recorded last January uh, at the Burl, which is where we'll be here um, this coming weekend. And so uh, okay. the this is a brand new song uh, from Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle. Uh, it was written by our bass player, Bill Baldock. And um, this was, I think, maybe the first or second time we recorded it. So this uh, recording we're going to hear and see this evening was one of the first ones. Um, it's uh, sort of a throwback to the labor songs and chain gang songs uh, from the turn of the century uh, when 
the Price Hill Hustle first started, we used to do an old uh, chain gang song called the Long John Blues. And mm-hmm. I uh, got the idea at the inception of the band to play a log chain uh, as that cadence of the the heavy hitting mm-hmm. of, of the the sound of the oh, chain yeah, yeah and Indeed. so uh we decided we wanted to write some songs in that in that vein and this was one of our uh first uh and has stuck around here for the over the last year and so uh yeah we're gonna it's been out for a little bit but we haven't really you know it's not recorded yet at all it was a new song when the pandemic hit so we have not gone yeah. into the studio with it yet so it's still still new to me and new to a lot of people cool. so we're gonna kind of premiere it tonight Excellent. Yeah. Great. This is Gone by with Casey Cam- Campbell and the Price Hill Hustle. Buffalo Walk. That's right. I live my life the best I can. Now I'm going down. My remains do what you will. I will not be around. I'll be gone, mother. I'll be gone. Call my father. I'll be gone. I'll be gone. Box on the finest tree won't need a single thing because I will not be, and I'll be gone. Call my brother, I'll be gone. Call my sister, I'll be gone. I'll be gone, so don't call me. Won't need no sermon spoke over my grave. Won't need no preacher voice to know how to. Love it. Yeah, thank you very much. 
Love it. Love it. Good job. Again, that Casey. was Casey Campbell with yeah. Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle. Thanks so much, Casey. Tell us Pleasure. where we can hear more, where we can find your fabulous music. Uh, you can find the hustle at pricehillhustle.com all over the internet and the usual spots for music and whatnot. Uh, they're on YouTube, our official channel. You can go subscribe and like that. That would be very helpful to us. Um, and uh, for any of the Facebook audience or anybody who catches this uh, this week, uh, May 8th and 9th, there may be tickets still available. So you can come down and see us live if you want. We've got all of our upcoming dates on the website. Um, they're they're not uh, quite as you know uh, prevalent as they would be in a normal year, but we're getting back to it slowly and surely and uh, have some really great shows lined up through the summer and uh, into the fall already. So. Hey, Jared. Yeah. Great. Hey, Jared, real fast. Uh, when you listen to that song and that group, Buffalo Wops, Price Hill Hustle, that would have the same popularity back when you and I were around folk music in the mid sixties, late sixties, as it does today. Yeah, I was it's thinking got the, the same Tennessee, sound. Yeah, I was thinking the Tennessee Ernie Ford sixteen oh, yeah. tons. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's just got—I uh, don't know—that's the universe yeah. universality of folk working music, man. I think. So, yeah. yeah, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Good People job with their yeah. hands. Great, great that, job. You know, that's that's the stuff that we were all very much influenced by. Is the you know the early country and folk and then you know that's americana is sort of the catch-all for that sort of music these days but my in my mind americana is truly a blend of american music which is all folk bluegrass jazz rock and roll and country i mean and you know any of that stuff that was american born it's an amalgamation of that you know as we all move forward and tastes change but tastes also stay stay the same so it's a it's sort of this blend of stuff yep well, thank you. John. Very cool. Well, as Casey was talking about his social media, let's get you on ours as well. Go on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to like us, leave us a review. Um, if you guys would please leave us five stars because that's how the computers know that you're listening right. to us. So hop online and check us out. Um, let us know if you have suggestions, what you like, what you don't like. Gene reads everything, so it will keep his days <laughs> busy. And uh, yeah. yeah, let us know. Mm-hmm. And so that way we can have conversation with you, our amazing audience. Um, like us and support us. And I think uh, Casey and Jerry are going to take us out with Down by the Riverside. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Take it. Well, I'm going to lay down my heavy load. Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside. Sword and shield.